0: To a position uh, where we're in a new world order, and I'd like to know what the candidates feel our position is in this new world order, and what our
1: responsibilities are as a superpower. Mr. President?
0: Well, we have come to that position since I became president. Forty, 43, 44 countries have gone Democratic.
2: Hello, and welcome back. This is episode 30 with Waking Up With Mel, and that was the 1992 presidential debate, and that beautiful voice you just heard was George Bush, not the junior. If you don't hear my sarcasm, I don't care for George Bush at all. I need to start this podcast with people understanding that there is no difference between the new world order and what they call democracy. And you will start to perk your ears up and listen to how many of these puppets call our country. We need to save our democracy. We were never a democracy. And that's what this is all about, because I think a lot of people don't understand. And again, if you go back to my last week's episode, it was all about word trickery. This is another word trick. We over here clapping, yeah, save the democracy. We do not want a democracy. We do not want the new world order. And if you do not understand this right now, I'm going to play you a clip, from a guy that will explain it way better than I can but before I do I want to say when we grew up us little kids I was born in the 70s when we grew up we stood at our desk and we held our hands to our heart and we said this thing called the pledge of allegiance to the flag because we respected the flag the kids were taught in school to respect the flag we didn't let that flag touch the ground we folded the flag and we pledged to the flag every single day and I have no Bad feelings about it. I wish that every kid still did that because if you do, we'd start to understand that we say to the Republic for which it stands, one nation under God, and never in the Constitution anywhere does it say we want a Democrat, I almost said Democrats, we don't want Democrats either, but we also don't want Republicans. And I really truly believe that those are the same party and I will play that clip too. So let's start with my two clips I want to play and then we will continue on. All right,
0: here we go. ...versus the tyranny of socialism. You write, we often hear the claim that our nation is a democracy. That wasn't the vision of the founders. They saw democracy as another form of tyranny. If we've become a democracy, I guarantee you that the founders would be deeply disappointed by our betrayal of their vision.
3: Yes, I think that's absolutely right. I th- If you if you read these statements by Madison, Jefferson, and, and Adams, they condemn the idea of democracy. Matter of fact, you don't find the term democracy in any of our founding documents. Uh, that is, you don't find the word you, you don't find the word democracy in the Declaration of Independence. You don't find the word democracy anywhere in the United States Constitution. And and if you and and if the listeners want further conveni, uh, 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 convincing of this, will we? When we talk about uh, when we pledge allegiance to the flag, is it to the democracy for which it stands, or the republic, or, or the song during the uh, the war of 1861? it Was it the battle hymn of the uh, democracy, or the battle hymn of the republic? Now, the the founders thought that the idea of majority rule was a uh, was a form of tyranny, and. Um, and if you look at the Constitution, if you read the the uh, Constitution represents our rules of the game, it's a very, uh, it's an anti-majoritarian uh, document, that is, uh, the president is not elected by a majority vote, uh, the, uh, the, uh, um, the president can veto the wishes of 535 people of Congress, and it takes two-thirds to o- override his veto, so there are many anti-majoritarian uh, uh, aspects of the United States Constitution, which represents our rules of the game.
2: When our country was founded, we knew, the founders knew, that they would try to do what they're doing now. And unfortunately, they do it with word trickery. And people don't even know the difference. You know, i it's a very interesting difference between Republican and a, re- a republic and a democracy, but then look at this, then we got the parties, a Republican party and the Democratic party. Democratic party, you know, wants to hold that democracy, but it's not just Democrats, Republicans say the same thing. And I have to say this, if people don't realize, because they're fighting, right? I see political fights constantly and it drives me up the wall because I am fighting for one thing and that is the children that are being trafficked and that's it, that's it. And that's all I really care about. If God wanted to use Donald Trump to stop the child trafficking, then amen. Thank God he did because nobody else stopped it. Nobody. And people don't understand that is the reason why he's being so attacked. In 2012, he put out a tweet and it said, and actually let me pull it up because I don't want to just pull, I'm going to quote it. Okay, this tweet is dated October 8th, 2012. It's Donald J. Trump's Twitter account. It's dated 7.13 a.m. And it says, we got to do something. It doesn't say we. It says, got to do something about these missing children grabbed by perverts. Too many incidents, fast trial, death penalty, period. And if you don't know about the Franklin Franklin cover-up, that is the Bush and Reagan administration trafficking little kids. If you don't know about Obama and Pizzagate and all this stuff, then you are choosing not to look into it or believe it. Because there's so much proof, and once you guys see it, you can't can't unsee it, so beware. Because I had to put this stuff away on a shelf for now, having a little kid, seeing her sweet little hands. I don't even know how someone could hurt a child. I really don't. It blows my mind. And every day when I see her, I think I'm going to speak up for every single child that gets hurt. And it gives me motivation to sit down and do these podcasts because... If you think about it, this starts with the government, it goes to the churches, it goes throughout all the judges. I mean, look at this corrupt system we live in. Let me tell you the story about my first time I dealt with our corrupt system. I was 18 years old, I just turned, I was at a house party in Boise, Idaho, and the cops got called several times to this little townhouse that we were at because we shouldn't have been having a big old rager party at this townhouse. So the cops come and this kid who's a lawyer from Moscow, Idaho thought he was just going to tell the cops that he knew all the laws and you can't come in and blah, blah, blah. You don't have a warrant. Kiss our ass. And that's exactly what the cops did is they said, I'm not going to kiss no one's ass. We're going to go get a warrant. So it took them all night long. Everybody's asleep by now. Everybody that ran away, ran away. Some people got arrested and I'm just there sleeping in this house. Uh, you know, just waiting for the next morning to go back to my house that I lived out with my roommates and my roommates, smart girls all left prior. I wish I would have left with them, but I think it was like two, three o'clock in the morning. The cops barge in and they arrest every single person They woke us up with flashlights. They zip tied us and they charge us with disturbing the peace and um, consumption under 21 or like, a, you know, you're, you're not supposed to drink under 21. So, the time comes where we all have to face, you know, the judge and everybody that goes to court before me. Because I, they wagoned us. They're, they probably arrested. It was seriously an agenda because of that stupid lawyer kid. And when they found him and heard him talk, they beat him up. Okay? It was an agenda. And then they tore up that house that we were at. I feel so bad for the parents of that house looking back. And they hauled every single one of us to jail. Not one of us went to a jail cell. But we all sat while our parents came and got us or whoever bailing us out. This is the one and only time I ever went to jail in my entire life. And I was sitting there waiting for my dad. I was with my ex-boyfriend at the time, my high school sweetheart. And, I, you know, I was like, oh, how funny that we both get arrested together. Oh, how fun. So anyways, um, the, the time comes and everybody gets off. Everybody is let off the charges completely and then my turn comes and they want to like throw the book at me and this is how my life always has been if i've ever done anything wrong god is like he spanks me pretty hard and i do always usually typically learn my lessons so this particular time i'm in there and i don't have a you know a lawyer or anything it's just me against this prosecuting attorney who wants to like suspend my license and do all this stuff well, right at the time her and I are negotiating my, which is so weird that her and I would do that. I don't know if that's a common practice now or if that was just a 1990 thing in Idaho, but we're over there talking about how I don't think that's fair and I'm not agree to that. And I'm just going to plead not guilty because I didn't do anything and I wasn't disturbing the peace. I was sleeping and all this stuff. So this other guy comes in and he was a lawyer and I happen to do a lot of work with him because at the time... I was working for Child Support Services Paternity Establishment in Boise, Idaho. And so I'd have to deal with a lot of lawyers to get these uh, paternity cases going. And so he walks in and we had a pretty good relationship. And I was like, will you tell this woman to quit trying to throw the book at me? And he was like, what'd you do? And so I told him and they all started laughing And then telling me about the times they got arrested. And she happened, the lady who was throwing the book at me, happened to get arrested for swimming naked in a park in Boise. And then he told me about a time he got arrested. And we're all laughing. He, he, he. And so she was like, well, how about I just basically make you pay a fine, but you still got to plead guilty. And he, I'm like, and my whole thing is I didn't do it. I was sleeping I was not being loud. No, I don't I should not be charged with this on my record. And he looks at me, the guy I knew, and he was like, You know, it's a good deal, just take it. So I'm like, All right. So I agreed to to take this eighty dollar fine, I think it was, for disturbing the peace. And the alcohol one was dropped. And I don't even think they did alcohol tests on any of us. They just arrested us and charged us all with the same charge. So I'm kind of pissed still. The judge comes out and she says or I think it's a he, I can't even remember if it's a he or she now cuz that was 40 years ago. But anyways, they said I wasn't 40 cuz I'm not 50. It wasn't that long ago, guys. Okay. Don't hold me to that. I was over exaggerating. Um so anyways, the judge comes out and they were like, "Hey, do, are you guilty or not and I was like N- yes and I look at her like I almost said no but I looked at her and she looked at me like we have a deal don't break it girl and so I said Ugh, yes I disturbed a peace while I was sleeping And she smiles and we leave and I'm like, this court is a joke. And since then I've seen, I've called the Albuquerque court a kangaroo court. I mean, the things that go on here, it's just ridiculous. The buyouts, now that I know people, so many people are bought out. So it's just sell, they sell out. They sell out for a penny, they sell out for a buck instead of doing what's right in the eyes of God. And it's pretty freaking sad. So if you have a, a corrupt court system, you have a corrupt child protective system that traffics children you have a a um, sheriff's department is the most important according to kathy o'brien a survivor of mk ultra says that it is the most important to know who your sheriff is because they're the ones that will either enforce the law or not and i live in a town where the law is not enforced they let people out who commit pretty awful crimes and they get out in a few days so nobody takes the law serious here and that my lord jesus Please make a change because when people are accountable for the actions an eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth type of thing, things aren't the same. People change. And I truly think if every single child molester had their parts cut off, they wouldn't be. But instead, now they're trying to promote it through the, the word maps and adding it to the LGBT. If, if you're LBGTQ you should be speaking up against this. This is not okay. As an adult, pick your sexuality, have fun with it all day long. Whatever you want to do, you know, that's between you and God, everything is. But when you're a child, don't push that BS into our kids. Don't try to push sexuality to our kids. Like it's just insanity. It is insane. I also see a lot of truth accounts or they call themselves truther accounts that just think everybody's even, even DT, even Donald Trump is against us because he's part of it too, because he didn't stop this. And I don't know if you guys realize, but in order to stop something, you have to show people, you can't just be over here and be the mighty hero. And that's not what he's doing. You know, if it wasn't for him, we'd probably still be in our lockdown because you know how long it took vaccines to come out before this. And because he allowed them to push their agenda forward with their stupid vaccines and a bunch of people took them willingly, happily. Ooh, let's take a vaccine. That's Well, I just can't believe people even took that thing, but a lot of people did. And, you know, pray for your healing if you did. And they blame Trump that he pushed the vaccine. You know how many times Donald Trump said that he does not think vaccines are good and how many times he got hammered, how many times he went on the news and tried to tell people natural remedies. That's how I knew about them because I listened to him, but instead the news made fun of him. Nope. 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 Don't do that. Don't do that. Get the jab, get the jab. So he said, all right, let's bring the jab. Here's the jab. There you guys have the jab. And as soon as he's out, they're like, take the jab, take the jab. Like, it's just so crazy how people just believe everything without doing any type of research at all. It's, it's crazy. And I, I I think it's getting harder and harder to research because there's so many, you know, things that fact checkers and all this crap that tries to make it where people don't even really look into it. You know, I proved that last week when that kid wouldn't even look at the Buzz Aldrin clip when the fact checker wasn't even about having an altered video. All they did was try to play word trickery. Oh, well, you just didn't understand how Buzz just said we didn't go. It, 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 he didn't mean it like that. Well, that's exactly how he said it. So that's up to you to decide did he say it like that or not? But instead, the way Fact Checkers has it all written out, people don't even go down that far. They don't even scroll. They read four sentences and then, like, oh, yep, or a headline, oh, yep. And it's like, that's not research, y'all. That's not research. Research is digging deep, reading stuff you don't want to read, looking into stuff that might trigger you, (laughs) and then making a choice. And we're coming up on this election. I think God's going to do something crazy that we don't even know. Time of suddenlies. I think it's going to get wild. I'm excited for it. I'm also nervous for it, but you know, I'm on God's side. So I'm protected by his holy angels and by him and Jesus' blood has covered us. And and Julie green, if you have never heard of her, she's a prophet on, um, she plays JGM ministries. She's on rumble. She gives out a word of encouragement pretty much daily. And the other day she was talking about, we got to speak these things in as if they are. So the Bible says that we are healed by Jesus's blood. And a lot of, I hear people that say, Oh, the doctor said, well, what did Jesus say? And it's so hard to do. Like yesterday, my dog was diagnosed with a heart murmur and they were giving me all these, you know, doctors, things I could do about it and tons of money. He's an old dog. And I just said, dear lord jesus heal his heart because you said anything i love you love and so please love my dog and please heal his heart in jesus holy name amen and i don't know what's going on inside of his heart but i just i'm gonna live like it's healed and if it's not you know he's an old dog and he'll go to heaven but i just if it's not as the part we all keep saying and why do why do we do that you know oh, i'm gonna live like you do it but if No, but God, you know, we gotta just—it's a time for a whole mind shift for us Christians and and the world. I don't even know how y'all doing it out there without God and Jesus. I really don't. So back to my whole topic of democracy. Um, I'm gonna play you a few clips of just how all the presidents, Republican and Democrat, have pushed this "quote unquote" democracy on us, and we are we don't want to be a democracy. I hope that we can let go of this. I feel like people hold onto politics like religion and they do because people say don't talk about politics and religion. Why? Why can't we be mature enough adults to not get so triggered and hell bent on our party lines, on our religions? It's just, uh, interesting. You know, if, if you're a Buddhist or a Hindu and I'm a Christian and we get all fired up yelling at each other, nobody's going to change. As a Christian, it's my job to listen with love and respond with love. And if they don't agree with me, then that's okay. But the last three or four years, you have a different opinion. You try to say something against the norm and and you might as well just feel like you got your head just ripped off by thousands of people. Speaking of that, you guys, I have to share something real quick. Sunday at my church, I go to this church called Legacy Church in Albuquerque, and it was the Mother's Day service. And the preacher was preaching about uh, how women should not go into boys' bathrooms. And this one tried at our church, and the men stopped her. Said, no, we don't do that here. We're not going to tolerate this this demonic agenda. We're not going to tolerate this bail system anymore. And it was so refreshing to have a preacher preach like that. And right after he did it, he goes back to the word and he keeps going and he looks up and someone in the audience, which is a pretty huge church, flips him off. And he just stops right there and he said, get out. It is illegal to interrupt a service. Get her out. And he said, we, we will forgive you if you want to repent, but we're not tolerating it. We're not wussies here. We're not going to act like it didn't happen. Get out. And the security, I mean, I, the security guard got her out and it was no scene. Like everybody was fine. Everybody, you know, I said some prayers for her. And it's just awesome to have a preacher like this because I quit going to church because nobody was speaking up. My old church, they just stayed silent. They told everybody to shut their doors. They had people wearing masks. And I'm just like, you guys are a church. You're not what the church stands for. And I thought they were one of the best churches in town. And then I saw this guy. Suing our governor, and I saw him standing up for our state, and I said, I will go to a church that does that. So I posted that clip on my TikTok page on Waking Up Mel with Mel podcast uh, TikTok, and it's up. It's been on for since Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Today's Tuesday, two days, and it's got almost seventy thousand views. I never, I get, I get deleted off social media. I don't get views. Like anytime I start to get momentum on any type of social media, somebody deletes me off of there. And so to see this happen is incredible. And I'm trying really hard just to be like, this is all God. Don't take any of it for your own glory, Mel, because it's exciting. You guys, it really is to have some, that many views on your page when you get deleted and deleted for three stinking years. It's really cool. And I'm also, I want to thank you to all my listeners because I'm seeing some momentum on this podcast as well. So thank you for sharing it. Thank you for telling your friends and family about it. And thank you for listening because you, there's a lot of things you can be listening to in this world and that you're taking the time to listen to little old me in Albuquerque. I, all glory to God. Thank you very much. So where was I? Okay, so I'm going to play you those clips of Obama. I I, I could find a clip of every single person's. Every single president, Republican or Democrat telling you we want a democracy except for Donald Trump. And he is all about the Constitution and withholding it, like keeping it to par, keeping it to standard. He is the only one that has ever spoke up against this trafficking. He's, that is why they hate him. And it drives me bananas when anybody says that he is part of the agenda too. One, they've never heard God's prophecy, which is Kim Clement's. He passed away right after Trump was elected. He has prophesied since 2007. I will play that too, right after I play at Obama and everybody telling you how we need this democracy. And then I'm going to play you what God's plans are for this country and for the world, because it just starts in the United States, but it spreads out from here to everybody else, all you people listening, everybody in England and Canada. I have listeners across the world. It blew my mind when I saw that the other day. I was like, what? Hey, hey, everybody overseas. I'm going to Idaho today, which is a uh, state in the States. (sighs) That's where I grew up. So anyways, let's get back on track. Here's Obama telling you how we need to save our democracy. I just played Bush. I'll play Hillary. I'm going to just go back and forth here just so you guys can see that democracy and the new world order are the exact same things. In fact, let's start with Biden and how he said, we need to get the new world order. We are we're going into it. No, we're not. I rebuke it. If you can't tell, this is the Biden.
0: We are at an inflection point, I believe, in the world economy. Not just the world economy, the world. It occurs every three or four generations. As one of as the, uh, one of the top military people said to me in a secure meeting the other day, 60, 60 million people died between 1900 and 1946, and uh, since well, then we have established republic. a liberal world order, and that hadn't happened in a long while. A lot of people died, but nowhere near the chaos. And now is a time when things are shifting. We're gonna, There's going to be a new world order out there, and we've got to lead it, and we've got to unite the rest of the free world in doing it.
2: Yeah, no. I'm here to do just the opposite of that and to wake people up that we do not want to be a new world order democracy. Okay? I'm about to play you guys Obama. I cannot handle his voice. It's like chalk on a chalkboard for me. But here's what he has to say about our democracy.
3: democracy is if we, together, nurture it and fight for it. And that starts with electing people who know you
1: and see you And care about you. Which isn't you. you. Which isn't you. Turbulent political times in the U.S. while speaking to college students on Sunday. She gave a speech at Yale University's class day
0: uh, as part of commencement weekend, and she didn't shy away from her failed 2016 presidential run.
1: I still think about the 2016 election, I still regret the mistakes I made. I still think, though, that understanding what happened in such a weird and wild election in American history will help us defend our democracy in the future. Whether you're right, left, center, Republican, Democrat, independent, vegetarian, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) We all have a stake in that. So today, as a person, I'm okay, but as an American, I'm concerned...
2: Yeah, I bet she is because, one, she never thought she would lose that election. And that's what the. I'm going to read you that prophecy right now about that 2016 election because I knew she wasn't going to win, but everybody else thought she was. So I just kind of sat back and watched like how this whole 2016 thing went down and how many people were so emotionally tied up. And at the time, when I found out Donald Trump was going to win, I didn't even like the dude. I was like, eh. Like I I was kind of buying the fake news media, to be honest. Like I thought he was kind of a jerk and he didn't need to be president. And then my mom told me about the Donald Trump prophecies and I started looking into it and God touched my heart and said, you know, if you read the Bible, you know, when God's, if it matches with the Bible, then it's true. If it doesn't match with the Bible, then throw it out. And I was like, wow. I love that God's going to do this. And then I heard Ken Clement's prophecy where he was like, he's going to be a two term president. And so I just thought it was going to be in 2020. I didn't realize we we're going to have to have this pause of clean out and that we're, God always said he was going to be the one to show up and show off. Not, and it wasn't going to be any election. So when I hear people go to the 2024 election, I'm like, it's going to happen before that guys. I don't know how, I don't know what God's going to do. I used to put timelines on it back in 2020. I thought, oh, it's going to be in March. Oh, it's going to be in April. 2021 comes, oh, it's going to be in March. (laughs) It's going to be this, even this year, it's going to be in March. It's going to be in April. Now we're in May. So I don't know when guys, I really don't, but I believe God over the lies of the enemy. I really do. And I'm going to put myself into that frequency and I'm going to speak that into the airways. Rather than the lies that we hear on the news and that we hear on the radio and that we, you know, see even. Like I live in a town where it's our governor and our mayor has ruined Albuquerque and New Mexico in two years. Ruined it. They brought they're bringing in. Uh, we're a sanctuary city, so we bring in homeless from other people. We pay the homeless to come here. They spread them across our streets. They give them, God, they must give them fentanyl because half of them are bent over at the waist and can't even stand up. Like They do not care about anybody. They do not care about these people. They don't care about our health. They don't care. And until people start to realize you got to take your life back, quit looking to someone else to tell you the truth to tell you what your answers are to tell you you know what shots to give your children what does your gut and your soul and god tell you that's what you need to go check out not what does the doctor say that that doctor don't give two shits about you i was just reading this uh post from this guy he's a mma fighter he had a boy named nick and he is very vocal on instagram on how they killed his son with jabs And he just knew it in his gut, but the doctor kept saying, it's okay, it's good, it's normal for him to be sick after those things. No, it's not. It's not normal. It's not. We got to quit thinking being sick is normal and taking pills is normal and trying to change the way we feel is normal. Like, if you feel that way, there's a reason for it. I knew God wanted me to do this podcast today. I was going to not do one this week because I have a wedding to go to. I should be packing right now, but... I saw my mic and God's like, talk about what's on your heart right now, Melody. And here I am. All right, next clip I'm playing, you guys. I'm going to start to wrap this up because I do got to pack. Is Kathy O'Brien and she, again, has a book called Transformation of America. She's alive to this day. I probably talk about her on every single podcast almost because she changed my life. And this just tiny little clip of her hour-long testimony that she told 40 years ago tells you that sh- this Democrat-Republic thing is a smoke and mirrors. It is a New World Order democracy or freedom fighting patriots. Pick a side and let's all unite already. Oh my gosh, you guys. I was getting ready to play the Kathy O'Brien clip and I have that 1992 presidential debate on here. And Clinton's the last one. It's Bush, pro, Ross pro, and then Clinton who answer why, why it's good to be in the New World Order. <laughs> And Clinton's answer says, we gotta take, we gotta go after the, any words This so trickery, word trickery, we gotta go after the mass destruction and all the, listen for it, republics, listen to this, wow. And then it's gonna go on to Kathy O'Brien. All right, this is yours truly, Bill never did it, Clinton.
0: The end of the Cold War brings an incredible opportunity for change, winds of freedom blowing around the world, Russia, demilitarizing. And it also requires us to maintain some continuity, some bipartisan American commitment to certain principles. And I would just say there, there are three things that I would like to say. Number one, we do have to maintain the world's strongest defense. We may differ about what the elements of that are. I think the defense needs to be with fewer people in permanent armed services, but with greater mobility on the land, in the air, and on the sea, the real dedication to continuing development of high-technology weaponry and well-trained people. I think we're going to have to work to stop the proliferation of weapons of mass destruction. We've got to keep going until all those nuclear weapons in Russia are gone and the other republics. Number two, hmm. if you don't rebuild the economic strength of this country at home, we won't be a superpower. We can't have any more... Uh, instances like what happened when Mr. Bush went to Japan and the Japanese Prime Minister said he felt sympathy for our
2: country. I paused it there just because I thought I was going to stop, but then he goes into democracy, so let's listen to that too, you know. So he just said, we got to get rid of the republics, and he did a little quick bash to Bush just to make it look like they're not on the same team, which they are, and then he goes into democracy.
0: We have to be the strongest economic power in the world. That's what got me into this race, so we could rebuild the American economy. And number three... We need to be a force for freedom and democracy, and we need to use our unique position to support freedom, whether it's in Haiti or in China or in any other place. Wherever the seeds of freedom are sprouting, we can't impose it, but we need to nourish it. And uh, that's the kind of thing that I would do as president, follow those three commitments into the
1: future. ...cocaine operations. Missouri, was a place where I heard... George Bush and Bill Clinton talking. I, where, from from the point of view I had, they certainly were friends, and they didn't recognize any party lines between them. That's something for the you know a smoke and mirrors illusion for the public. It's not something they adhere to because they had exactly the same agenda, and that was for bringing in this new world order. I heard George Bush talking at that time. He was talking to. ...to Bill Clinton, and and I've just photographically recorded it and, and wrote it verbatim in our book. That when the American people became disillusioned with Republicans leading them into the New World Order, that Bill Clinton as a Democrat was going to be put into the office of president. This was decided in 1984. Actually, I'd heard about it even prior to that. But that, as of 1984, they were already discussing it as an absolute fact. It was also discussed and the groundwork for NAFTA, that by the time George Bush went into the office of president, that Salinas was going to become president of Mexico and they together would be bringing in the uh, NAFTA, which was the beginning of, of New World Order Controls.
2: Okay, if I haven't proven my point yet, then you probably won't ever believe anything I'm telling you, but that's okay. That's okay. I'm not here to make people believe what I'm saying. I'm just here to spread a little seed of truth, a little seed that might want some of you to go discover. I believe every single person out there can change the world. My part's out here podcasting. Your part might be something else. You know, Maybe you need to go be a judge or something, a righteous cop or sheriff. There's so many people out there that are going to be called to change this world. And we all just got to listen when it's it's that time. And... Mm -hmm. You know, you're not going to ever feel called to do it. Like, there's so many times where I'm like, I'm not, who am I? You know, but we're a child of God. That's who we are. So if you don't understand by now that we want to be a republic, not a democracy, and that these guys are after the republic and they're more than happy to tell you. So now we just need to understand that we don't want to be a democracy because that's, no eh, bad. And uh, now let's talk about what God's plans are we're going to end this with what God's plans are and how am I going to tell you what God's plans are because in Amos the book of Amos in the Bible let me tell you guys this real quick the Bible has 66 books that we get in America the Ethiopian Bible has all of them we're missing quite a few books in our Bible but the books we do have they matter they're pieces of a puzzle and we should read them and in these 66 books there's approximately 40 different authors in most books The author is the name of the book. I mean, not always, you know, but Daniel, Daniel wrote it, Amos, Amos wrote it, Samuel, Samuel wrote it, Uh, John, John wrote it, things like that. So it's cool to know that if you've never picked up the Bible, maybe you just want to start with a book. You don't have to look at it as this big, scary thing. Start with one book. But in the book of Amos, he talks about, and I believe it's 3-7, don't quote me, but he says, God will reveal all things through his prophets. Now there is false prophets. Joseph Smith is one of them, in my opinion. There's many false prophets, but if it lines up with the word of God from, from the days of old, not in these new modern day, make it up stuff. If it lines up the new modern day people line up with the old, then you can probably take it as truth. Okay. And another thing, does it pass? Does it come to pass? Now, with that said, we're waiting on prophecies that are now passing that are 20, 500 years old so it might take a minute but i feel like we're at a time where prophecies from what i'm seeing are passing fast and it's really cool so i will play you actually i'm going to read you this one it's mark taylor i feel like mark taylor is um doing a little bit of his own redevelopment with god last time i saw him on a show he was smacking other other prophets, which I thought that was super weird because God definitely was using him at the beginning of 2020. He was one of the first people that would, yep. But I would say I wouldn't go search him out right now or seek what he has to say just because he's like in a bitter space and that's not from God. When you're mad or bitter or talking crap about God's people, that's not, especially publicly, like, I don't know. I just wouldn't do it. And even like with Mark, like I think he, this, he's chosen by God. I think God used him definitely for all the things, but I just don't understand why he turned his, it almost feels like he turned his back on his own prophe- prophecies or something. So I don't know what that's about, but this prophecy is the first one I ever heard and about Trump when I just didn't like Trump still. What I find so beautiful about this prophecy is it was given to us for 28, So after he got this prophecy, Trump did not become the president. Obama had another term and then Trump had his. So I find that very interesting that God knew all this. Well, of course, I don't know why I just said that because I don't, I just find it so cool that he told us all this. So the title of this prophecy, it's called commander in chief. The spirit of God says, I have chosen this man, Donald Trump for such a time as this. For as Benjamin Netanyahu is to Israel, so shall this man be to the United States of America. For I will use this man to bring honor, respect, and restoration to America. America will be respected once again as the most powerful and prosperous nation on earth, other than Israel. The dollar will be the strongest it has ever been in history of the United States and will once again be the currency by which others, all others are judged. The spirit of God says the enemy will quake and shake and fear this man I have anointed. They will even quake and shake when he announces he is running for president. It will be like shot it will be like the shot heard across the world. The enemy will say, "What shall we do now? This man knows all our tricks and schemes. We have been robbing America for decades. What shall we do to stop this?" And the spirit says, "Ha!" No one shall stop this that I have started for my enemy has stolen from America for decades and it stops now for I will use this man to reap harvest that the United States has sown for a plunder from the enemy what he has stolen and return it sevenfold. I receive that back to the United States. The enemy will say Israel, Israel, what about Israel for Israel will be protected by America once again. The spirit says yes america will once again stand hand in hand with israel and the two shall be as one do you guys realize that united states and israel are like brothers and sisters for the ties between israel and america will be stronger than ever and israel will flourish like never before the spirit of god says i will protect america and israel for this next president will be the man of his word when he speaks the word, the world will listen and know that there is something greater in him than all others before him. This man's word is his bond and the world and America will know this and the enemy will fear this. And that's that's happened for this man will be fearless and make others of us fearless too. it. And that the truth, guys. And I just added that on just for you. Your stakes there because because of Donald Trump and watching what he went through, I became more and more fearless. And as I got persecuted, I didn't care. I'm like, you know what? He's standing up for me. I'm going to stand up for myself. And I just love it. The spirit says when this financial harvest begins, so shall the parallel in the spiritual for America. For the spirit of God says the next election, they will spend billions to keep this president in. It will be like flushing their money down the toilet. Let them waste their money, for it comes from and is being used by evil forces at work. But they will not succeed, for this next election will be a clean sweep for the man I have chosen. And it was, you guys. They were not expecting that. I had Beyonce. They had Jay-Z. They had the world licking at their palm. But they had a silent majority quietly watching and quietly taking our butts off our couches to the voting booths. And they didn't they didn't have, put enough fake ballots and they couldn't rig the, the machines until... And then they knew with sleepy Joe that they were going to have to do a better rigging than that. So what did they do? They had a lockdown and what did they do? They had a bunch of people that went and voted that weren't even alive. I mean, it's going to get turned around. I don't have no, no doubt in my mind about it. And I know it's going to happen before 2024, but it's really interesting to see how God's plans fold out. You know, they're nothing like ours. Are they guys? Are they Nothing. And then a lot of people throw everything, the baby and the bath water out together because they're like, oh, Trump's part of it. No, you guys, he's not. Time to stand back up behind the guy who's saving our asses, okay? Anyways, um, and this is God saying it, not me, Melody. It's God. He's telling us, and it's your choice to listen to what God's saying or say, I don't believe that's God. It's up to you. I mean, I don't care. Okay, so let them waste their money with Jay-Z and Beyonce, which they did. It doesn't say that, but I added that. For it comes from and is being used by evil forces at work, but they will not succeed for this next election will be a clean clean sweep for the man I have chosen. They will say things about this man, the enemy, but it will not affect him. As they say, it shall roll off him like the duck, like the duck. For as the feathers of a duck protect it, so shall my feathers protect this next president. I just got goosebumps. Even mainstream news media will be captivated by this man and the abilities I have gifted him with. And they will even begin to agree with him, says the spirit of God. I've been waiting for that for a long time, but it's starting to happen. Yesterday, CNN had to say that Trump is exonerated from Russia. You want to hear it in case you didn't? This was CNN yesterday, May 15th, 2023. Devastating to the FBI. And to a degree, it does exonerate Donald Trump. And to a degree, it does. Exonerate Donald Trump. You can find all those videos on my TikTok page if you ever want to see my little clips with like the actual people in them. I share all of this on my TikTok. Um, and I just started being on TikTok after Instagram kicked me off like a month ago. Again, a private account. I'm so over Instagram. Okay, um, my last clip I'm going to play you guys before we part our ways this week is Kim Clements. And he again died right after Donald Trump was elected. He prophesied so many awesome prophecies about him, but I'm going to play you a few of my favorites. The first one I'm going to start us with is dated April 4th, 2007. And he uh, gave this prophecy in Reading, California. And there will
4: be a praying man in the highest seat in your land will be a praying president, not a religious one, but I will fool the people says the Lord. I will fool the people. Yes, I will. God says, the one that is chosen shall go in and they shall say, he has hot blood. For the spirit of God says, yes, he may have hot blood, but he will bring the walls of protection on this country in a greater way. And the economy of this country shall change rapidly, says the Lord of hosts. Listen to the word of the Lord. God says, I will put at your helm for two terms a president that will pray but he will not be a praying president when he starts i will put him in office and then i will baptize him with the holy spirit and my power says the lord of hosts
2: okay i'm about to play you another one uh, this one's going to talk about bill gates too and the view so listen up <laughs> Father God, not only bless this USA, but bless this world. You created us. You created every single one of us. and You put us in each and every single one of our countries for a reason and for such a time as this. And I just pray, Lord, that whoever's listening to this is touched and is moved to do the part that you've created them to do and that they search and seek you for what that is. Lord, I continue to search and seek you for my part, my place, for the words. I, I listen to some of, of my podcasts and I, I realize I slip up my words, Lord, so I I. Pray for perfect words as I speak to your people. I pray for wisdom as I speak to your people. I pray for grace and, and uh, just thank you for our voice. Thank you for this world. Thank you for the ability to put podcasts out now and let the whole world listen for free. And I just pray that you just continue to guide and put your hedge of protection around this podcast so it's not deleted again. And I pray, Lord, that you just bless us all financially, emotionally physically mentally just put that protection that joy back in our hearts when we get when it gets heavy and i just thank you for letting people wake up to that we do not want to be a democracy and we do not want to be democratic or republic because they are republican because we are just fighting against each other for no reason we want to be patriots we want to love you and this country and i just pray that we go back to that in jesus Mm -hmm. holy and precious name amen See you next week, y'all. I did it. Even though the sister's getting married. boo ya. See you next week.